I'm Sarah Tasker. I'm Jen Carrington. And this is Letters from a Hopeful Creative. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Jen. I'm very excited to be recording again together today. At last, although we're not technically together because we are recording via Skype, just in case anyone was thinking of reporting us for breaking social (laughs) distancing rules. Yes, we are being very socially distanced. I miss you very much. I miss you too. It's been too long, but I'm really glad that we have the technology to do this together. But also it will um, be funny because when we record together, sometimes I'd like drift off into the distance and Sarah's like, Jen, I need you to look at me so I can talk. (laughs) Yeah, when Jen stops, because I think I'm being boring because your face glazes over and I'm like, she thinks I'm being really dull. And then I can't remember what I was saying. So this is better. Well, we're recording this on Friday, the 27th of March, 2020, which I think is a time in history that we'll never forget. So we're going to be, as of today, on the Monday when these episodes go live, we're sharing two episodes kind of with very specific questions about the world crisis that we're all facing right now and how it's affecting small businesses and you guys listening. So we asked specifically for letters from you guys about what was going on right now and we've picked a couple that I think really touch on the subjects I've been hearing from so many of my people I'm sure you have too Jen yeah so hopefully I mean I think we have to preface this with saying we have no answers (laughs) no (laughs) we are as whiplashed as you guys yeah well there is no precedent for this right so we are figuring it out just as much as anyone so this isn't like a here we are as experts on coronavirus business management but more like just a conversation of how we're navigating it and the considerations that we've had to kind of think through. And also, I think just talking it through is really helpful. Yeah. Okay, Sarah, should I read out the first question for today? Yes, please. This is from someone who'd like to be kept anonymous, but they are calling themselves worried and stressed, which I think we can all relate to. <laughs> Could be any of us. And they say, hi, Jen and Sarah, love your podcast. I've been listening since episode one and truly enjoy your very human approach to business. It's refreshing and much needed change from the usual. Thank you. Aww. With everything happening right now, how would you approach selling a service or product? Should we even sell? On the one hand, small businesses are struggling everywhere and I understand that they are scared. Heck, I'm one of them. But I've seen so many courses and programs being pushed lately, some of them costing a considerable a considerable amount of money. I just came across a person I've been looking up to for a long time telling people that they have a moral obligation to sell if it makes people's lives better. Everything about this feels icky. So many people are losing their jobs and don't know how to pay their bills in the coming months. I almost feel a moral obligation not to sell, but then I have to wonder if my business will make it out the other side. So my question is, what would Jen and Sarah do? And she abbreviated it WWJASD, which I love. I love it. We should get (laughs) t-shirts. Is there a way to sell with heart right now or do I need to get over it and put myself and my business above all else? Thank you so much and stay safe. This is the question I'm hearing so much and it is fascinating to see all of the stuff that's bubbling to the surface around this topic for people, including me. I have had to have so much coaching on this topic over the last couple of weeks. I also think we have to acknowledge, like, this is a really, really scary time. And that if you're, anyone listening is feeling heightened levels of anxiety, fear, if any of like your old, like for for Sarah, for example, you would probably say before all of this that you were on top of your selling anxiety, I imagine. And then this is probably triggered something that that is can be managed when we're not in a crisis right yeah 
everything is magnified, like the whole human experience right now is magnified. So we're seeing magnified kindness and more compassion and more connection, but we're also seeing more fear and more anger. We're feeling it all like with the volume turned up to 11. And I think anyone listening, whatever you're feeling, it's okay. Like it's really okay to feel both confident that you're going to figure this out and absolutely petrified that you have no idea what you're doing at exactly the same time and I think I just want to say for anyone listening if you are being like directly affected by this if you've lost loved ones or if you're you have loved ones fighting for like their health right now like anything if you've lost your job if you're worried how you're going to pay the bills like I'm just so sorry and I'm sending you like more love than a human being could send someone but if you're not in that box but you're in the box of like oh my god all my stability just feels like it's gone out the window or just whatever or like oh my god my my lifestyle has just like my kids are now home from school what do I do how do I manage this we're all going through some form of disruption and some fear and I think we got to take a big deep breath because we can't answer big business decisions when we're absolutely scared. Yeah, I, I've really wrestled with this because I think we worry and we stress and we try and imagine every possible scenario. And we think that if we don't do that, that we won't keep ourselves safe. Like yeah, yeah. we think that the worrying is how we get to be safe. And actually the opposite is true. And I remember my GP saying this to me years ago, like I was trying to make some stressed out decision about moving house and I was just totally over anxious. And he ended up giving me a diazepam prescription and he was like you can't make good decisions when you're in this headspace Mm -hmm. and that's always stuck with me and and reminded to myself that actually the clearest decisions don't come from panic and stress and worry and reading the news 50 times a day they come from quiet contemplation and, and giving yourself room to breathe and I know a lot of people online are saying this so I don't want to be a broken record but whatever you need to get through this whether that's to like sleep or like meditate like if you need to take a step back and say business can be figured out a few weeks from now or if you need to make a plan like whatever you need that's okay because none of us had a toolkit for this we are all figuring out our toolkit for a world that has immediately stopped feeling safe in so many different ways and this is where I think the interesting use of the word moral in the question comes in like do we have a moral obligation to sell or not sell Because I think our first moral obligation is to just get through it as a human and as a family and to be there for the people who need us in our lives, first and foremost. Well, I was thinking about what today's letter writer shared about moral obligation and something I've been thinking, I'm mulling over in my brain and feeling quite strongly about this past week as I've seen a lot of advice shared online is we really owe it to ourselves right now not to give our personal power away. And what I mean by that is any blanket statements are not helpful here. This is such a nuanced situation that saying selling is morally wrong or selling is morally right, they're not useful. I, I, we have to live in the nuance of this and we have to really dig deep into what do I need? What do I believe? What are my values telling me? Because there is no right or wrong here. And I think if you become a sponge for everyone else's advice, it will disconnect you from your voice and you're the only one who knows how to run your business. So I think maybe a bit of a permission slip to kind of take everything you read right now with a pinch of salt because they actually have no more and when I say they I just mean anyone who's very kindly sharing advice including me including us yeah (laughs) they don't know what you need better than you do and we are figuring this out in real time like you are so protect your personal power right now is what I would say yeah I think that statement like you have a moral obligation to sell right now I've heard that and I can kind of see this the side of it and I think 
That is being said to the people who feel that it is immoral to sell right now, but need to sell right now, because that is a really powerful thing to believe if that's the headspace you are in. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that we all have to take it on board. Like if that's a helpful belief to you and it feels true for you, then you can believe in it. But you can also disregard it. Like it's not actually like, you know, wherever you get your morals from, it's not in the Bible. It's not, you know, no one's written this law. So I've been thinking about, okay, this is a conversation that, actually has more roots than just selling in a crisis yes selling brings up a lot of shame a lot of anxiety a lot of self-consciousness it is a lot of reasons why a lot of people have great business ideas but are scared to get in the arena because it's taking up space in the world and I've been really trying to unpack within my own brain where does this come from and I think something I think about a lot is that there's a difference between selling and inviting in a business And when we think of selling in a very old school term, we think of that as persuading someone to buy something from us. And I think that is not selling I'm interested in. I know that's not Mm. selling you're interested in. It's not selling anyone who's running any kind of human-centered business is interested in. But marketing is still often um, encouraged to be some form of tool of persuasion. Yeah. And we've all been on the receiving end of that. And it feels icky. And so I, I think if you can see selling as a tool of invitation like hey I have available to you these things that I offer to the world or it's a product a service and offering my doors are still open this is available to you if you want it and we use our marketing as a tool to communicate and educate and inform people and connect with people on what we do that's not taking advantage of anyone that's not um, manipulating anyone that is literally just having our doors open for business and that is a principle for always not just for right now like I think most of our listeners and, and definitely you and I that is one of the guiding principles of how we run our business we're not in it to try and trick people into spending as much money as possible with us we're trying to create value in the world and an exchange of value Exactly. So if you come at selling from that, if you believe that it's a tool for like communication and invitation and service, there's no shame living in that. So I've been wondering, well, where's the shame being born out of? And I think the shame is being born out of when we've been sold to in a way that feels like crap. Yeah. There's a lot of still marketing advice out there encouraging people to do some really icky things. And I think a lot of that marketing advice, and I know this from my clients, makes a lot of people feel like the only way to run a business is to be persuasive. Yes. And to create, you know, false sense of urgency and FOMO and all that crap. And I think that's not true. I I know everyone I know running like a meaningful, joyful, heartfelt, service-driven business is selling from a place of humanity and joy and communication and invitation. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because I think if, can we separate the shame of selling into, into how selling can actually, actually be quite a neutral tool? I think the other side of this as well is even if we know ourselves that that is not where we're selling from and that's not how we show up for our business, the fear of being misunderstood Mm -hmm. And the temptation to try and control how everybody else in the world perceives us. So for me, this is it. Like one of the core things for me is like, what if this makes, like I'm selling right now. What if this makes people think I'm some sort of monster capitalist? Mm -hmm. And this is always the same for selling as well. Like you have to be willing to let people be wrong about you. We have to be willing to let people criticize us in order to show up and help the people who need us or who value our work. The words that have been coming to mind recently is like trust and optimism. I think what you said there is so true. And I think that is something that, you know, nine out of 10 people listening to this struggle with in some capacity. I have to believe that if we can be grounded and rooted in a place of trust, we can be bigger than those fears and those feelings. 
Because when those fears and feelings take the wheel, that's when we start to do pretty wacky things. Yes. And it's really hard in a time like this when everything is heightened, it's really hard to sort through what's intuition and what is just fear because they both feel very similar. They're both telling us like, do it suddenly, it's urgent, you've got to do it now or don't do it, everyone's going to hate you, it's a terrible idea. And I think that is why if you right now, listener, are in a place where you cannot get to your intuition because you're anxious, because you're scared, because you're worrying about worst case scenario, we deserve to give our business the best version of ourselves. If we need to take a little bit of headspace to not make a decision right now, that's going to serve us and our business in the long run so much more than making a rash decision because of the fear of, I have to figure this out right now, because the truth is you really don't. Yes. So I guess I'll tell my story because it might be helpful to some people. My 15 minute magic program goes on sale every three months. It's all scheduled for through the year. And it went on sale. As this is going out, it will be two weeks ago to the day. So right before, like Corona was already taking hold, but we weren't yet on lockdown. People were still living some semblance of a normal life. And I had people waiting to buy it. I knew they wanted it. I could see how now more than ever, it was going to be useful for the people who needed it because it's about structure. It's about working with distraction. It's about getting something done when the rest of your day feels like chaos. But did I want to be selling it in the middle of all that stuff? And in the end, I decided to put it on sale. And so I made the decision to stay in integrity with the decisions I'd already made for my business, I guess. I felt like I wasn't in a place to connect with what was right at the time. Everything was unfolding and changing day by day. So I thought I'm going to stick with the decisions I already made when things were calm and just see where it goes. And that includes sticking to the decisions I've made about how I support the people who can't afford my programs and how I show up as a free offering in the world and things like my scholarships and how I pay my freelancers and sticking with all of that because I knew I made all of those decisions from a really strong place And I wasn't in a strong place there and then, and I still don't know if I am, to make subsequent decisions. Yeah. And how has it felt on the other side of that? It's been a roller coaster for sure. Like there has been a lot of shame coming up for me. It's all the stuff that always comes up when I sell that I've worked through. Like, you know, you feel like you get to the other side of it and you're like, oh, I've Mm -hmm. dealt with this. And then you just get the next, like the level up. This is a level up of dealing with all of that stuff. And I have had some criticism, like I've tried very hard to write my sales copy in a way that is sensitive to the current situation. And I think I always try and write, you know, from a place of empathy. I've run it past people and checked what they thought before I put it out into the world. But you cannot write an email that 100% of people are going to agree on. So I've had people telling me it's um, monetizing tragedy. And I had one person Mm. say it was exploitative. But... I think what this comes down to for me, what I've really had to get my head around is no one is forcing people to buy. And I trust my people to decide for themselves if it's the right time or not to invest. Yeah. Well, we were saying before we recorded, you were mid-launch. You were like ready to go before, I guess, the real picture of coronavirus started to unfold. Exactly. It was in the world, but I don't think places were on lockdown yet. You know, I, I think it was, in, in at least in Europe, I think it was still unfolding over here. I think, do you know what I mean? And it's that sense, it's been that sense for a while now of like, is this an overreaction? Is this an underreaction? All the time, never quite knowing and second guessing ourselves. And so I thought, I'm just going to go ahead and see what happens and react 
and deal with it as it unfolds. And I think something to keep in mind is that there have been many people who are grateful that you've put it on sale because they've invested in the class and they're excited to go on the journey because they're in a position right now to be able to afford it. And there's probably a lot of people who maybe would have bought it at this time, but couldn't. And that's absolutely fine because circumstances change. But I think something to keep in mind here about selling is, and me and Sarah, we were saying at the top of this, before we started recording, we were saying, can we think of any business right now that actually has no place to be available? And we literally, Sarah was like, oh, what about like really luxury businesses selling like really crazy, wacky things that only- Be like water with gold flakes in it. (laughs) And we laugh, but we were like, but there might be some people who have that type of disposable income who get through the day with their gold flaked water. And if it brings them comfort, then who are we to say that it shouldn't be? I guess what I'm trying to say is, if we take set the word selling out of the equation, I think the question to ask ourselves is, are we still available for the people who want to go deeper into our work to go deeper into our work? Because- If you build the kind of businesses we build where you have a relationship with your audience and it's built on trust and communication and connection and not on persuasion tactics, you don't even really have to sell. You just have to put your lights on and say, hey, this is available. It's tricky, I think, for product-based businesses in different ways. Like I've been speaking in the Insta retreat to a lot of my people and one woman, she just asked if she should be selling openly as a question on her Instagram account and she ended up getting a couple of hate DMs, people saying that she was putting postal workers' lives at risk if she continued to sell. But she's in a position where she needs to keep selling in order to continue to support her family. Like she, she will be putting herself at risk if she doesn't. Well, it's really hard, right? Because every different business, depending on their own business model, is going to be impacted in different ways. You know, my brother's a wedding photographer. Yeah. Like, yeah. no one's getting married now. Whereas, unlike product-based businesses, have this trade-off between delivery. And, and, and I think what I've seen some people doing really well is just in keeping their audience informed how their business is functioning right now. So maybe saying, listen, I only have this much stock left until I don't know when I'm going to get more stock, or this is how the delivery times have changed, or this is how delivery options have changed, or this is how I'm making it safer for you to get this product if you want it. I think, you know, there's decisions to be made around how your business will adjust in this time. And I think you keeping your community informed on that is an act of service because I know for me, I'd run out of lip scrub and I was like, I really need my lip scrub from Lush. First world problems. <laughs> I had first world problems for sure. And I went and ordered it online and I was like, it's not necessary for me to have my lip scrub, but I'm so glad that there's still an ability for me to get that because my lips are so dry. <laughs> the example I used in the Institute group is I've ordered a tarot deck, like such a non-essential at the best of times, especially now. But I am so excited and it's not going to come for a few weeks because they're shipping less frequently for obvious reasons. And the anticipation and knowing that that's going to come is giving me life and is giving me something to look forward to in a time when like the future can feel quite scary. So although it's very easy to judge and be like, fucking lip scrub, like, (laughs) but we need some sense of normality and we need things to cling to. And the thing I ended up saying to that person in the Institute was like, we know you're not responsible for Royal Mail. Like you are not responsible for whether the postal service continues or not. You could decide to take all of your products off sale and stop using Royal Mail, but they're not. that's not going to be enough for Royal Mail to decide to stop sending postal workers out every day. And actually, like we can't take responsibility for those other things. We can show up and be responsible for our people and we can do as much as we can within our own remit, but we have to trust that other people are going to make the right decisions for their people too. 
And I think, you know, coming back to that question of like, how do I sell in a psych crisis? Should I sell in a crisis? It's a personal decision, right? If your inner compass is saying to you right now, I want to shut down shop for X, Y, or Z, and that's coming from a place of intuition. I don't think there's any, we have any right to tell you that's a wrong idea. No, as long as you can afford it, then then that's absolutely worth listening to. And there will be some people who think, I don't need to do this or I can contribute in different ways if I'm not doing this. I was having a conversation with a friend last week and we both said that for us, the most important thing for us is to still be here on the other side of this. Because because the truth is we've got however long the world health pandemic lasts until this is, you know, either under control or there's a vaccine, some version of this becoming manageable because right now it is not manageable on a scale of like no one can stop the virus, if that makes sense. Yeah. There's that, but then it would be foolish to not think that there will be longer term economic repercussions of this in the long run. And social repercussions. I think a lot of us are going to come out of this changed and evolved into a new version of whatever we are. For sure. And I think the thing to remind ourselves is like, we've always been in, as a business owner, you're always in it for the long haul. And so I think the, some, the question is, if I still want to be here on the other side, what does that look like? You know, I think how we make our people feel in a crisis is everything. And I think if we make a decision out of a place of fear and do something misaligned with our values, we're going to make it harder for ourselves to still be here on the other side of this because trust is everything. Whereas if we can function in this time from a place of our values and make the smartest decisions we can, because the truth is most people right now are going to face some financial hardship because of this crisis, whether they've lost their job whether they have um, their partners lost their job, whether they no longer can work because it's literally because of social distancing, they can't do the work that they usually do. Or just your customers have got less disposable income. Yeah, just from that baseline there. So I think we would be foolish here to say to anyone, listen, you're going to probably sell the same as you usually do in this time. You might do. I mean, the supermarkets are doing great. Yeah, I'm sure like plague doctors are having a good season. (laughs) But I think I'm still working this out in my head, by the way, as we go. So I'm, I'm curious what your opinion is, Sarah, here is. Like the way I try and run my business is from a place of let's see what's possible at all times. So for example, if I'm launching something or if I'm predicting kind of what I'd like to make in a year, I have my vision for what would be in my enough number and how I'd like to get there. But I know that I have no control over that amount of clients and customers coming in. It's my job to be available for that. It's my job to show up for my business and market my business. But every year I have to go into the year going, well, let's see what's possible with my business this year. And what's possible has just changed. That's all. And I think it's But I actually think keeping that question of what is possible in this crisis could be the most freeing thing we can ask ourselves. Like instead of being like, oh my God, I, I have to be able to do all of these things that I plan to do, which which in for many businesses is now an unreasonable request of ourselves or saying, oh my God, it's all over. I'm not going to make this work. That's just going to like an, the opposite end of the spectrum. Whereas for many of us, there's a, it's like, well, who knows what this will look like for us, but we have to see we're in the, we're in the arena. Do you know what I mean? Like we're, we're all in it. We have to see what's possible and how do we want to show up in this season of navigating a lot of unknown, a lot of change. What do you think? I completely agree. And there's so much good stuff to be learned in doing this, right? Like it's maybe it's not going to be a season of growth for us financially, but it could be a season of growth for us internally and in terms Mm -hmm. of our relationship with our audience or the way that we're able to serve and show up for people. I also think we need to be really clear about like for a lot of people, there is no alternative. Like Mm. if you need money, 
and this is your only source of income, it's not a good time to go and find a new job. There's not there's not many opportunities out there. So if selling is how you will stay afloat and keep your business going so that you've got something on the other side of this, then of course you need to keep selling. Like, Yeah, I couldn't afford just to turn my business lights off. No, and then these people who are criticising people for selling, you can't help but wonder, well, how are they affording to survive and what one of the things my coach said to me was she was like they're probably working for someone else who sells things like that's how the world works something I've been saying to myself is this isn't personal mm. like coronavirus isn't personally victimizing me like Regina George <laughs> like <laughs> this is happening to every single one of us and if I make less money this year if my business feels less financially profitable or thriving that is not a personal commentary on the health of my business. Yeah, totally. And I think something to keep in mind, and also I, I want to say something else because I think I think it would be really easy to feel a lot of shame right now for not being prepared for this. But in terms of like, I've seen some people say like, oh, well, if you had your emergency savings, you'd be fine. Yeah. And that is very shamey, very judgy because a lot of privilege allows people to have savings. And if you are right now in a situation where you literally do not know how you're going to feed your family next month, I just want to say to you that is not your fault because you could not have prepared for this. And last night in the UK, for any UK people listening, the government did announce a scheme for self-employed people with profits under a certain amount. However, that's not available till June. Yeah, and it's not available to everyone. But my hope is that, you know, for a lot of you listening, if you are in the UK from June, there will be some way to get you some support. But I, I just want to say, like, some of us have financial problems, financial fears more long term. But some people listening right now literally don't know how they're feeling their family next month. I think it would be really easy to like blame ourselves for whatever financial situation we're in. No one could have prepared for this. There's literally, no one says to themselves, I really need to put aside for that rainy day when a virus takes over the world. (laughs) (laughs) And I have been, people who know me know what I'm like with the internet. I've been watching this since um, December on the internet when it first started to show up in China and watching it evolve. I'm adding the odd bag of pasta to my weekly shop since January so that we were prepared. And even then, I'm not prepared as a business owner. Like, I am, there is no preparing for something like this because there is no knowing what's going to be required. There's no knowing how it's going to show up. There is no precedent for this. That's what I keep reminding myself. But the way I'm dealing with it right now is I'm kind of like, okay, what's the short term survival plan? And then what I have kind of a tiny eye on what's my worst case scenario and how do we get through that as well? And everyone's version of that is very different. You know, some people it'll be, they'll be able to claim things through different schemes that are available. For some people, it might be that they have savings to dip into. Some people it might be that they have to take equity out of their house. Some people might need to ask parents for loans. Some people might need to take loans from the bank. You know, I also think we have to take the shame out of whatever you do to get through this, whatever privileges you have available to you or not, unfortunately, for many people. I think it's just, I think we've got an immediate question to ask ourselves is how do we get through this now? But I think we would be doing ourselves a big disservice if we also lost sight of before this, what our vision was for our work. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's hard to kind of hold on to them both at the same time sometimes. I know we're going to do another episode where we talk a little bit about what to do with your business goals right now. And the thing that's really kind of helped give me stability is going back to that kind of what are the core values of my business and standing in 
alignment with those decisions that I've made previously. So like I was able to go, okay, I want to make sure I can honor all the bookings for freelancers over the next few months. So I'm not another person canceling on their books. Mm. I want to pay my regular freelancers something like sick pay because I know how hard it is in these circumstances. And just kind of thinking about the ways I want to show up, I want to continue to offer scholarships. I want to increase my free offering so that I can feel good about whatever I put out into the world. And then whatever comes in from other directions, I'm still running the business I want to run. Yes. Two things I found really helpful just in the past few days is as I navigate, I'm not going to lie, like quite severe anxiety from all levels. I think we're all feeling it, you know, not just a business and financial level, but just a human level. You know, am I going to have access to the non-coronavirus related healthcare I need or both my parents key workers I'm like my parents gonna be okay like I miss my friends like all that kind of you know both frivolous and not frivolous things that we worry about in life am I gonna get my lips scrubbed and do well do you find I've really found this so I have a diagnosis of generalized anxiety disorder but I think this is probably just a normal human thing that when you can't control the big things like coronavirus that all the the worry sort of transfers to all the small things in your life so I'm like obsessed Excessively worried that I've not locked the door to the bird's room and mm. the cats is the cats I think the cats are in there eating them all the time <laughs> and it's really it's just me my brain trying to find something small it can actually manage because I have no no power over the big stuff that it's worrying about it's not just our physical health that is vulnerable right now every single person's mental health is vulnerable whether or not you've had health mental health struggles in the past or not I think isolation fear financial stress all of it is a melting pot for anxiety yeah, and anxiety is often a melting pot for depression on for some of us who suffer like if you have psychosis or anything, like it's all a melting pot for something else but two things in business that have helped is I have an exercise that I get my clients to do a lot of the time when they're starting a business and starting to ask themselves how they want to market it and I ask them to write down their marketing values kind of how they want to show up in the world as a marketeer and I think if you've done something like that revisit it if not write it down because I think if you can go back to your core values so for example one of my biggest core marketing values is connection over conversion I would much rather have less sales but more sales that are hell yes like undoubtedly rather than someone being like oh well she kind of persuaded me so let's try it out do you know what I mean yeah yeah so going back to your core values and ask yourself well how can I live these out loud in my actions right now and then the second thing I found really helpful the other day was I asked myself to visualize how I'd like my life and business to look and feel five years from now. And that might sound a bit of a crazy thing to do in a crisis, but what it did is it regrounded me in the bigger picture because the truth is this will end one day. It might be a new normal. It might We're not going backwards. <laughs> we're going to find ourselves in the new normal. But, you know, I have to believe that there will be a day where this this is somewhat managed where there's a vaccine where the spread of it has been contained where society has the tools it needs to keep people safe in the face of this virus and people can go back to work and economies can start to recover that is a much bigger version of my life however long this lasts it will be a small blip in the history of our lifetimes hopefully so I want to stay connected to what's really important to me so that I don't spend however long of this current present of my life just fighting the coronavirus fire. Does that make any sense? Definitely, completely. And and it, it's about that core value, isn't it? If you can stay connected to that, it's just an extension of it. This is what I do in corona times for my core values. This is what I do in recession times. This is what I do in better times. Like it's all still the same 
sheet that you're referring to. Yeah. I have I don't know if this is a slightly controversial opinion, but I think it's really interesting that there are some people right now saying to people that they should be making their products available for free. That was one of the things that I got in response to that email. Mm-hmm. And I should say like that email I got two people who didn't like it and I got far more people saying thank you for showing up and continuing to sell Mm -hmm. because I need to do it so I think we do need to remember that actually the vast majority of people get it and it's just a small minority of loud voices that are critical of it but one of the things she said was like you know people are in need right now and you should be giving this away for free and I really thought about it and I thought but people are always in need like Mm -hmm. I have so much compassion for those people in need right now I have that all the time and that's why I've built my business with things like scholarships and options for people who can't afford to take part because I know that that's always true and I don't feel like I want to put myself in a position where I start then choosing like whose need is greatest or like oh someone who lost their job now from coronavirus is worse off than someone who lost their job six months ago because of cutbacks that feels like a really dangerous place for me to start wading into so I guess my 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 problem is is like capitalism isn't fair the world is not fair and right now it feels really unfair to even more of us than ever but I don't know if we need to change how we show up to our people in response to coronavirus. I think we need to maybe change how we show up for people in response to inequity in the world in general. Mm, yeah, I mean, a business is a business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like all the- and I wish it wasn't sometimes, but it is. And I think there's, you know, the, bigger que- the big question of this episode is, should I keep selling in a crisis? And I think the answer is, depending on how long this crisis lasts, we're all going to have to keep selling in a crisis. Yeah, yeah. I think the the question to go back to is, the day I really sat on the, oh, I'm not selling, I'm inviting, it freed me up so much to really not see selling as something that we should be ashamed of. It was instead, wait, oh, I'm just, there's many things in the world that I am grateful or an option for me if I ever want to, to invest in them. And we as businesses just add to that ecosystem. We are available for someone if they want to. We're not forcing anyone. We're not like, (laughs) we're not corrupting anyone to buy from us. So I think the thing I would encourage people to do is if you've got a gut instinct, if especially I guess if your business model is a certain, if if you say to yourself, I just want to shut up for a little bit and stay out of it, like listen to your instincts. If you want to say you want to adjust or offer something new, listen to your instincts, but if you still feel like what you have available is something you still want to be a availability to people in this time, the question is, well, how do I just still make it possible for people to say yes if they want to say yes? I think there's a part here as well where it comes down to like, how do you value your work or whatever it is you sell? Because if you truly believe it is of value, it's a lot easier to sell in that exact way of just telling people it exists. I think about like, You know, when you find a new Netflix show that you really love and you're like telling everyone to watch it and you're like slightly trying to convince them, but only because you know it's really good. You're like, no, but just give it a chance. Like, I think you would really like it. And the first episode's a bit rubbish, but once you get past that, like that we have no problem selling inverted covers in that scenario. But we struggle when it's our own work sometimes because I think we don't have that same complete belief and complete like endorsement of what it is we do. And that might be because deep down, you know that what you're selling right now isn't going to be valuable to people. That might be a thought 
that's just a thought or it might be something that's a fact. I can't think of any products right now, but it, it could be true. But a lot of the time, I think it's really just self-doubt and all of this shame stuff bubbling up and, and getting to the root of it and recognising the value your work has to your people means that it becomes much more effortless to keep talking about it and to tune out because there will be criticism, probably at a time like this more than ever, but that doesn't matter because you know how your work is helping the people who need it. And it's also, there's a really practical way to do that. Go back through your testimonials, go back through client communication, go back through reviews, like sit in the truth of your work that is separate from your biggest fears and deepest anxieties. Like, it's very easy to reconnect to the value of your work, especially if you still have work on the books right now and you're working with clients or you're serving students in a class, for example, or you're, you've had recent, you know, um, product shit that people are telling you how, like, there's a very practical way to reconnect to that value. And I would even like ask my Instagram audience or even email a few recent customers and be like trying to work out how to navigate this situation and what value my products or my work has in the world right now. Can you tell me about what made you decide to buy right now? Like I wouldn't be ashamed of asking people if you need that feedback to just give a different narrative to whatever your brain is churning out right now. Yeah. Business is very emotional. And also I've learned over the years my business also doesn't always care about my feelings. No. Like it's it's my job as a human being to take care of me so that then the very best version of me can run my business. And I don't mean that to say like the very best version of me in my business puts humanity before anything else. It runs it runs this business from a place of empathy. It runs this business from a place of caring about human beings. It, but it also runs a, from a place of knowing the difference between what a sustainable business looks like and what a sustainable business doesn't look like. Like you can have a smart business head on your shoulders while also treating your people like human beings. You know, I've had clients email me and say, Jen, can I postpone this payment for a month? And I'm like, yeah, of course you can. Because I'm not going to ask you to pay me money when that's money you need to feed your kids with. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean? exactly. Like, and capitalism would tell you that that's bad business. Like that's not good business sense to say yes to those things. But we as kind of these creative business owners, I think a lot of us are trying to find a line to tread between the two. And what makes that so hard is there's not a lot of role models out mm. there. And so in a time like this, there's no rule book. There's no way that tells us how can you still be the human you want to be and keep your business surviving. And all we can really do is go back to that place of like, how do I show up as the business owner I want to be in the world? And l releasing the control of how everyone else perceives us, like just uh, accepting that people are going to see us in all different ways. But knowing that we are doing it from the place we want to do it is the best comfort I can offer you. Yeah, if you can reroute in what are my values, how do I want to show up in the world? Also, I think we, we never have any control over how many sales we're going to make. That is out of our control. Marketing likes to tell us it gives us control because if you follow this five-step formula for a funnel, <laughs> you'll make all the money in the world, which is never true. But we have even less control right now because all our previous modeling is out the window. We don't have any control over what happens next. All we can do is be in the arena as a version of ourselves that we're proud of. And I don't mind talking about how my sales have gone, if that's going to be interesting to anybody. So 15 Minute Magic went on sale. I normally, well, I've only run it once before, but I was hoping to sell around 75 places. And as of today, I am at 70. So it has sold. It sold much more slowly, much more gently. 
But I think part of that as well as obviously the huge change in so many people's circumstances, a big part of that is that I've been in this dance of, oh, I don't want to sell it. Actually, I feel optimistic. I will sell it. No, I don't want to sell it. So I've not really been showing up for it in the same way as I would have done in kind of a normal time either. And I just just think it's interesting to kind of talk about that, like sales are still happening and Mm. you're still able to reach the people who want your work, but you're not able to control necessarily how many of those exist out in the world. And if I'd sold 10 places or if I'd sold, you know, 100 places, that that wasn't really in my control. All I could do was make sure I was speaking to the people who needed to know about it. And that's keeping your doors open, right? If you'd have said, well, I'm not going to sell 15 Minute Magic, those 70 people who have joyfully, hell yesly said, I want to do this right now and it works for me, wouldn't have had the opportunity to do that. Well, that would just be like Lush not letting me get my lip scrub. Yes, yes. (laughs) And I think that is a perfect example of if you, if the best way to sell right now is to keep your doors open and to still be available and to be okay with the fact that your business potential is going to feel more out of your control than ever. But I think we would be lying. We would be being so pessimistic if we said you have no chance of making money this year. Because of course you do. Because the world is a spectrum. There's, do you know what I mean? Like some No pe- one's experiences are the same. There's going to be still people who, who investing their money into what you offer them is the best way of investing that money for them. And there's the people who are not spending like five pounds a day on a coffee and the people who are not going out for lunch and the people who are not commuting anymore. And so many people who know how horrible and hard this is for small business business owners and are looking to spend that extra disposable income in a way that's going to support you so for all the people who might you think might judge you there are so many people out there who are actively trying to support you and understand why this is so necessary I think there's a little bit in some of us and I I can relate this feeling a lot where fear wants us to quit before we're forced to quit yeah does that make sense because I was thinking about this the other day I think this is I think this is why it's so painful in a time like this. And I don't just think this is the same for small businesses. I think this is the same for everyone in the world who has built any form of life for themselves and career. And that's everyone, you know, <laughs> we climbed a mountain to get to wherever we are right now. Mm-hmm. Like we, cl- and it was freaking hard. And when you climb that mountain, you, you say to yourself, well, at least I never have to do that again. <laughs> yeah. And then this pandemic hits and it affects every corner of our life. And we all start to feel so freaking vulnerable And I think that is probably in business, that's the deepest sense of anxiety to me of just like, whoa, what is left after this? Yeah. And what if I break it? What if I make it worse? Or what if it's broken for me? Like the thing is, I don't want to lie here because because I'm sure for restaurants that have been forced to short and be put out of business, I, I can't even imagine what that's like. But my biggest hope for me and you, Sarah, and everyone else listening is that on the other side of this, we're still here. And we can get back to thriving again. And that's not to say we can't thrive in this time, but it's probably going to look quite different because it is a world crisis. Do you know what I mean? Like it's many options that used to be available to us are no longer available to us, but there's still possibility. We still have these businesses that still have capacity to provide for us and our families. Right. And that's why I think that's where that, that people have a moral obligation, where that wording comes in, because there are so many people right now who would love to be in the position of should I sell or not sell? Because they have no option to sell because their business is gone or it's closed indefinitely. So the economy is going to benefit from us all continuing in whatever way that looks like for us. I'm thrilled that I'm going to be able to keep paying my tax because I now know those taxes are going to the most worthy cause of just yeah. helping people survive and getting us through this and out the other side. So 
You don't have a moral imperative to sell, of course not. But if you want to do it, you know you are helping helping the system keep going. And because when people pay me, not only am I paying my freelancers and they're then going on to spend that money with other people, but I'm also able to buy like educational stuff for my daughter from small independent stores online and they're shipping it to me through small independent couriers. And people are able to keep providing for their families when we do this. So it is not a moral crime to keep selling right now. There are just as many positives as there probably are negatives. And I think that that's the hard thing about this situation really is there's no right answers. There's no right and wrong. It's not right or wrong to sell. It's not right or wrong to keep posting things because Royal Mail lay off all the postal workers if nobody does. Like there's no clean answers. So we just have to be willing to kind of wade into the mud and find the answer that feels best for us. Completely. I couldn't agree more. My husband and I were saying to each other the other day, like, what do we owe to each other and to other people during an unprecedented situation like this? And we both sat there and we said, we owe each other calmness. Like I don't need I don't need to call up my mom who's a nurse, you know, working in the NHS right now and freak her out with my anxiety. <laughs> and I my clients need me to show up to my calls with them steady and safe so that they can process all of their fears and all of their anxiety. And what I say this for is we have I I feel like it's my job in my business right now to not put more anxiety out into the world. And a part of that in within that is being steady in the way we run our business. If all the anxiety is coming out in wacky ways of selling and being all over the place, like, and hey, number one here, everyone, you have permission to make any mistake you want to make it because if you're just surviving, you're just surviving. But I think, you know, what if our clients and customers deserve the, the most solid, focused, joyful version of ourselves in this does that make sense yes and that has been one of my biggest motivations to keep going through this because I noticed very early on that I felt okay I could find some semblance of calm until I saw the people I look up to or the people who I see as kind of very calm and centered freaking out on Twitter or freaking out on Instagram and when they were spiraling that would send me into a spiral so I immediately then thought hold up if I start doing that too how is that going to impact all of the people who are maybe watching me as an example of that too and that was the feedback I got about selling you know people saying thank you for doing this because it's reminded me that it's possible and and I think we do need a little bit of normality and that's not normality in a vacuum I'm not suggesting that anyone should just like blithely carry on as normal and start putting out inappropriate content but acknowledging that stuff is hard but still finding some stability still finding a way to be of service it doesn't just help other people in the end I think it helps us because it keeps you feeling steady too yeah I think it's all about tone I think if we were selling right now without having any empathy in our minds for what the world and therefore the world we serve is going through that's when we're doing it wrong but if we can hold it all in our hands the truth that of course we can be we we are can be of service by being available for open for business while also acknowledging the fact that people are losing loved ones and jobs and their financial stability and people are very anxious like we can hold it all in our hands and then rise above all of that and do what feels right to us does that make like I think yes Empathy is the thing we need right now for everything and everyone to get through this. For everyone, including the people who think we're doing the wrong thing and the people who might pop into your DM inbox and tell you that you're doing the wrong thing by selling or not selling or whatever else because we're all going through the same horrible, scary, frightening time. And I think just just if the one good thing that comes out of this whole experience for humanity is that we all have a bit more empathy and compassion for each other, then it will be a 
a big, big blessing. And if you're listening to this, and even just listening to this is making you feel overwhelmed at the thought that you've got to figure this out, because none of us are prepared to have to figure this situation out, that's okay. Take a big, deep breath. The thing I keep reminding myself is like, it's okay not to have answers right now. It's okay to just figure this out as I go, because who the hell knows what the world's going to look like a month from now. You can figure this out. I think we even have to take the question off the table of like, is it right or wrong to settle? Yeah. And instead the question is, what do you want to do? What do you need to do? And then what do you want to do? Yes, exactly. And just, just because there's a world crisis doesn't mean you can't run your business with the values that you've always run your business with. It just means now that you're adjusting to the fact that the world is currently in crisis. And that's, you know, that doesn't have to look like actually physically doing that much different. I think it's just having that empathy and understanding at the heart of how you show up right now if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. One of the analogies I got from one of my coaching sessions, um, it was a bit of a random tangent we went on, but she talked about she used to dance ballet in point shoes. And she was saying how like the first few times you do it, like your feet are a mess and they're bloody and you make mistakes and it hurts. And then over time, the more you do it, the more you kind of build up resilience and strength and calluses. And it still always hurts the same points are always still painful, but we get better at knowing how to navigate it. And that is the thing I'm trying to keep in my mind through all of this. Like, it is so loud. It is so painful. It's so hard right now. But if we can get through this and stay connected to our values and find the way through it that feels good to us, how is it going to feel when things are more at ease in future? How much, how much more connected are we going to be on the other side of it? And how much more natural is that? connection to our value is going to feel yeah and I also think it's I know this is such a cliche thing to say but we are the we are the vessel for which all of our work comes to life and we have got to take such damn good care of ourselves right now because the anxiety we're all feeling and the fear we're all feeling it lives in our bodies and our minds and like our hearts and our souls and I think it's just if you don't feel okay right now that's your first that's your first point of call The thing I noticed myself doing as well, which may or may not resonate for some other people, but I was so frightened of the shame that I thought I would feel when I I sent out like a follow-up sales email that I was living all of the shame in that moment, like ahead of time, as well as the fear. So I was making myself feel like twice as bad because I was full of fear and full of shame. And I think sometimes we think by not taking action, we can avoid the negative emotion, but I was actually creating it all for myself in that moment ahead of time anyway. So getting some clarity, calming down, breathing, moving away from it and deciding one way or the other, like, am I going to show up and sell and just do that? Or am I going to say, actually, right now, I'm not going to sell and step away. That is where we need to get to. Staying in that middle ground of should I, shouldn't I, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the wrong thing? Actually only increases the burden on your mental health and on on your own kind of happiness and sanity. Yeah, for sure. And also, this is going to be a really weird thing to say, but I feel like saying it, (laughs) is if you're listening to this and you haven't felt any shame about selling, and I don't mean that from a perspective, you're just like, oh, fuck it all, I'll do what I want, but more from a place of just... You're just already there. You're already feeling quite grounded in, you know, your values. Maybe you've processed something like this before that's fine as well <laughs> and and also if you're if there's a part of you that's like you know what like I sell quite differently to Sarah because I sell services not I don't have open closed launches mm-hmm. and my instinct right now is like my people don't need me saying to them hey I'm booking for this time yeah. <laughs> like they know it's there if they want it like so it's also okay if a part of you is like you know what I don't need to 
actively shout and scream and sell for the next few weeks or month or whatever that is or that's if, a great decision when it's the right decision yeah and if you're right now in the middle of a, like a launch or if you're about to and if you're about say you're about to launch something in two weeks that was in your calendar but your gut is telling you you know what I want to postpone this for a little bit even for your own energy you're not failing in your business you're not making a bad decision like whatever decision is true to you is the right decision to you and I just I know we've been talking for a while and my husband's going to be like, why are you giving me such a big edit to do? Sorry. I, I, the one thing I want to finish on, and then I'll let you say whatever you want to finish with Sarah, is just, I'm so sorry. But if you're in a situation right now where you literally, you've got a week until you don't know how you're paying food, like whatever your situation is, whatever you are on the spectrum, I'm so sorry, but I believe in you. Like, we all can make it through this. It might not look as neat and as tidy as we thought this year was going to be. We might have to make some really hard choices, cutbacks. We might have to borrow money. We might have to, you know, whatever we have to do, but we're going to get through this. And I'm just, I'm here for you. I know me and Sarah, we're coming back now for fortnightly episodes. We're going to hopefully use this show to just show up for you, be a safe, supportive space. Lots of different things. Like there's so many people giving so much value out there on the internet, but I just, I'm rooting for you so much and and I just I I really have to believe that we can all get through this because we're all in it together and but I'm just really sorry for anyone listening right now who this is causing severe hardship in this moment and I'm just I'm giving you a big virtual hug because no one could have been prepared for that yes completely the same I have so much love and compassion for whatever it looks like for you right now because I don't think there's anyone who's not being touched in some way by this I guess my closing things to add would be just a reminder to make decisions from a place of integrity with yourself and then to have your own back with those decisions and not fall into that trap of being like I shouldn't have done that and I should have known and if only I'd thought of this but instead to be like no I have made this decision I'm going to make it the right decision for me and I'm going to stick with it until I make a new decision and keep keep that support for yourself and the final thing is to Remember that we're all going to make mistakes, including me and you, Jen. I'm sure like there'll be some things we've said in this episode that are probably wrong for some people or have hit the wrong note. Oh, 100%. And I'm sorry you're ready for that. And and there's no rule book and we're fumbling and we're all flawed humans. And my comfort zone to create anything from is always the other side. I like to talk about something I've figured out and feel really solid on. And there's nothing that feels that way right now. So we're all just flailing and trying to fly and I believe that we will get there and you already know what to do because because the values and and vision and creativity and courage that got you to where you are now in life and in in business knows what to do next trust that version of you and and I think that's a good example I didn't want to record this episode today I was so scared to talk on this subject because I think it's nuanced I think that there's no right or wrong answer but we chose to show up anyway because we said to each other, what if we can just say one thing that helps a few people and maybe a few people hate us and who knows, but I don't know about you, Sarah, as we're coming up to wrapping up this episode, I'm, I'm got the biggest vulnerability hangover, but I also have a tiny bit of hope that all the things I've heard you say, at least I know can be helpful. For <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's easier to see in your things too. And also I'm like, I'm willing to be wrong. I am so willing for someone to say, hey, you didn't consider these people. Or when you said this, it, it didn't hit home. And that's how we're going to learn. And that's how we're going to grow. Yeah. I've had a lot of clients email me this week saying, Jen, what do I do? And I've had to say to them, like, 
I don't know. <laughs> like, I, my job right now is I'm going to sit with you in this. I'm going to be safe space and I'm going to support you to figure this out. But none of us have answers because there's no, there's no guidebook for how to survive, survive, survive like a business in a pandemic. Like, well, and there's no universal answer. What's right no. for one person could be completely wrong for the next. Yeah. And right now we're still in an extreme moment of we're all on lockdown. Well, if, you know, if we can be, we're all figuring this out. So just. Yeah, I I know I can speak for both of us when we are just rooting for every single one of you beyond words. And I um I'm looking forward to the day when we can look back and say, well, what did we learn from this crazy time in our lives? That's going to be a good episode. I can't <laughs> wait for that one. <laughs> but most of all, I hope you're safe. I hope your loved ones are safe. I'm so sorry if you have lost anyone to this or have anyone you're severely having to worry about right now and just yeah, take care of yourselves because that is the thing I, my husband keeps saying to me every day, he's like, take care of yourself. You know, when you're anxious, when you feel like you've got to hold space, everyone else, just take care of yourself. And I think, you know, that's what you got to do. And we will all make it onto the other side, even if it doesn't look as neat and tidy as we thought it would. Humans have survived far worse than this before. And we are all here as a product of people getting through that time. So I have absolute faith that we will get there together. Perfect. Okay, well, we'll have, there'll be two episodes going live today and then we'll be back in a couple of weeks with more episodes. So if you've got questions that you'd love us to dive into, you can always send us one over at lettersfromahopefulcreative.com. Yes, we'd love to hear from you. Bye. You can join us at lettersfromahopefulcreative.com and on social media. So on Instagram, I'm at Neonola. And you'll find me at Jen Carrington underscore. We are going to be sharing new episodes. So if you've liked what you've heard so far, hit subscribe in your podcast app and be sure to leave us a review because it will help other people find the show. Yeah, and we can't wait to connect with you soon.